Welcome to the Bearded Tits podcast, the nature-based show hosted by me, Jack Perks. Each week I'm joined by a guest from the world of wildlife television, art and science. We take a light-hearted look into what makes these people tick and connect with the natural world so strongly, with new episodes out every Tuesday. In 2009, I started University at Falmouth, which seems like a fucking lifetime ago since I was uh, semi-conscious in club iron stuffing pasties down my face but I enrolled on the marine and natural history photography degree largely because the name sounded pretty cool in the marine side and whatever and we've already explored in this podcast if a degree is necessary for wildlife photography that was in episode 23 if you want to head back to that but today I'm chatting with MNHP tutor Adrian Brown as he is the senior lecturer on the course and he heads up the third years and also runs the professional practice modules which is what Adrian did when I was there, for the students in their second year. In this episode, we talk about the course, what it takes to get on it, and what percentage of students make it into wildlife photography. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, at TitBearded, and there's also a Facebook page, The Bearded Tits Podcast. Here's our chat. So welcome to the podcast, Adrian. Thank you. It's it's great to see you and thank you so much for inviting me. It's 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 great it's great to see you as we were before our internet crashed out and we had to turn our cameras on. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's it's thank you for the invitation. It's uh, it was it was lovely to get. And I you know as you know I always love sort of having any excuse to connect with uh, with with a lot of you that uh, I've got to know quite well over the years. So um, thank you for the invitation. Well, we've we've had a few MNH peers uh, on the podcast in the past, like Joe Gray, Austin Ferguson, Sam Stewart, and. The industries, you know, they're getting like rats. These MNHP students—they're bloody everywhere. <laughs> but is that—is that a bad thing? I suppose it is. It's not a bad thing from my point of view, but it's pro- presumably just yet more competition for you. Well, you know, uh, it's how, how do you say this without sounding like an asshole? But I guess I'm—I'm I'm further up the food chain at the moment. But as—but as you used to say in your. Um, in your lectures, it's never a permanent thing. You know, there could be someone who's just rising through the ranks now. And in a few years, you know, they could be top camera on, on the blue chips and, yeah. and I'm still pissing about with whatever I do. So, yeah, it's never permanent. So I guess I should be nicer to students, really, because my default is is piss off, don't bother me. But uh, what I should really do is, I'm sorry, I'm busy right now. Maybe talk to me later. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I mean, in the same same position I was when I left Manchester, when I finished my degree, I went to went to London. A lot of us were getting work off each other. You know, we couldn't do it. And we were all from Manchester. And it was sort of on one hand, you're right, it's competition. But then then actually, you know, it's it's sort of we used to try and keep it on the island, which was our phrase, you know, keep it within ourselves. Ex-Manchester crew in London fighting to survive. So we all sort of slightly protected each other's backs a little bit. Um, and there were a lot of us in London, you know, probably like there are a lot of you MNH peers now out in, you know, out in the sort of natural history world. So. No, I, I agree. I, I think that's right. I mean, there, there is obviously the element of competition, but at the end of the day, you've always got something in common. And, and I'd rather work with someone who I've got something to talk about. You know, if you meet, you know, and, and regularly if I'm working on, say, a one show shoot or something like that, there's always an MNHP person on that. And you end up talking about Club Eye and Oggy Oggy's pasties or whatever. And it's just <laughs> a nice link to have with them. Yeah, I yeah. tend to find I, my, my back gets up more when someone comes at me and they're just like, how do you do this? Tell me where this location is. And they've not even got me flowers and chocolates yeah. to smooth me over. They've just straight in there, yeah. just pumping me for information. And then that's normally I just ignore them or, or you know, yeah. I think it's all about how people ask and what they want and what they're expecting from you. 
Yeah. And I would always, you know, I'd always advise you guys, if you do get an approach like that, ignore it because, you know, that's not what any of us are teaching. So, no. you know, if they haven't, if they haven't listened, I mean, if this is, you know, um, this is for anybody, but yeah, they've got to approach it properly. And the other thing I think is so important is if somebody has approached you, you know, an ex, uh, a student, uh, a current student or, or an ex student that's approached you um, nicely and you've answered them, then what they've got to do is, is reply with some kind of thanks, you know, no, don't just sort of, ex, you know, take it as though you have a right to it. So, um, yeah, I had one, I can't remember, uh, Josh, I think his name was, he asked for some dipper footage the other day. He, he's struggling because they can't go out and shoot as easy as they yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I just thought, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. I, another big factor is if I'm busy or not. If I'm not very busy, I'm probably more likely to help and reply. Yeah. If I'm busy, then I've I might not be able to, yeah. but if I can help people and, and it's not too much of an effort, um, then I'm happy to do it. Well, I mean, I, I know for an absolute fact that, um, you know, all of you will will help wherever you can. But um, because I come from uh, not the natural history world, but come from the same the same photographic world that it's you know all the rules still apply they applied to me when i was coming up through the coming up through the ranks if you like um as you did so and for me now it's quite nice that i have this great opportunity to sort of give back and it was an industry that i was in for 25 years before i started teaching and i just spent 25 years taking now now i have this opportunity to sort of put back a little bit um, of, of what i've already taken so um, i know yeah. you're you're doing a bit of teaching as well so yeah you're I doing do. the same thing yeah, no, I, it's, it's it's interesting being on the on the other side of the fence because you realise <laughs> I don't know if it's the same on all universities, but like what goes on behind and, and whatever, which is quite quite good fun. But for for those that don't know, then so you obviously are a, a lecturer on the marine and natural history photography course, mm -hmm. which will probably abbreviate to MNHP for for sake of ease. You, you, I always remember telling talking to people when I was pissed up. And so what, <laughs> co what course are you on? What? Like you try and say that when you've, when you've had when quite you... a bit, when you had quite a bit. But yeah, so probably abbreviate that. But yeah, so so what what is the MNHP course for people that don't know? Well, the MNHP course is, first and foremost, it is a photographic degree. It's, uh, it's an arts degree, not a science degree. And that's the most important thing. It's a photographic degree that has its sort of feet deeply embedded in, in environmental issues with global warming, oceanic pollution, deforestation, all those sort of climate change issues. But it is, it's all about the natural world and, and natural history. It also has the dive element to it because it is marine and natural history photography so there is there is a strong dive component which you you were involved in a lot of yeah. and it, probably yeah, yeah. about at the moment we run about i guess somewhere between 30 and 40 percent of the students are involved in the dive side and that's a really big draw you know lots of people uh, lots of people come to the course because you know they want to do that bit and i, I fully understand yeah. i fully understand that but it is at its heart, it is it's a photographic arts degree at Falmouth Uni, which is you know formerly was when you were there. What was it? It was um, University College, wasn't it? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. it was a University College. And prior to that, it was um, Falmouth College of Art, you know, which has got an extraordinary reputation way back when. So, um, and it is still effectively it's an art college, really, um, although it has proper university status and, and it awards its own own it awards its own degrees. Um, and uh, you know, you've when you put your gown on, if if that should ever be the case, um, I can't remember the colours. Are they yellow and black, or yellow and white? Uh, um, possibly, like yeah, possibly yeah. something like it's that. Not, it's not something. Well, I wear it much more often once a year, obviously my Manchester colours. But it's probably something uh, you don't wear. It's not something you you dress up on a Friday evening. Just uh, not normally. 
not no. normally, not in this <laughs> not, sense. Not unless it's one of those one of those special <laughs> nights, yeah. Because <laughs> um, we, I, I didn't realise as well that you, we started the same. So 2009, I was a first year on that course, mm. and that's the same year. I think you were working at the uni prior, but that's the first time you were working on the course. Is that right? Yeah, I'd I be, I'd been in London for 20 years, and Emily and I, um, we had uh, my wife and I had we had two small young kids. Uh, we moved out of uh, we moved out of London after 20 years and moved to the southwest. And sort of by accident, I was asked to do a visiting lecture slot, and then they asked me to to take on a little module, which was professional practice. But it was originally it was for the the what we call a BA photography, which was the more conceptual art based oh, yeah. um, photography course. And Marina Natural History had only been running, I think, about two years. And, and they approached me and said, would you come and do a little bit of that professional practice for us? Um, so I had, I, I think I'd done a year before, just li literally, I was there for two hours a week, one morning a week, no more than that, as what they call an AL, which is an associate lecturer. And you very often, you know, there are industry people that that we have a skill set that they need and it just ticks one of those boxes. And, and so I kind of started doing it thinking, you know, I'm not really sure what I'm doing here, but um, you guys were nice enough to obviously say nice enough things for me to be invited back, really. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, still am. Uh, yeah, because you're more or less last man standing, I think. I know there's, a, no, there's still a few of you from when I was there, actually. And I know H and Joe and a few of us are still knocking about, but it's changed, changed a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's grown, of course, because how many were in your year? 30, maybe? Well, uh, 47, I think. That was as top. much as that, was I it? think okay. so. But I remember the year above us had like 20-something, and then yeah. the year a year above that, which is because when, when I started, it was the first time the course had three full years, because it was still a fresh yes, new degree at that point. Yeah. I think the third year, so it was only like 11 or something like that. So it was there weren't that many, which 47, I thought, was a lot. But then what, what have you got now? Ah, uh, I've got 91 in the third year because I, I now run the Fuck. third year full, full time. <laughs> God, um, that, yeah, I, that's an awful lot of plates for me to keep spinning. You definitely um, don't know all the names. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't test me, but I will say I do. And I promise um, I promise the third years because I, I now because of my industry connections and that sort of stuff and the, the professional practice, which has always been at the core of what I do. Um, I run the third year. Um, I think okay. they sort of think that I might be a bit too scary for the first years or not as forgiving as I ought to be. Maybe, okay. um, you know, I'm not interested if you haven't worked out the difference between F22 and F2.8. So get to the third years. You guys know all that stuff. So so it's yeah, it's. It's a lot, but I do pledge to the third years that by the time we get to the new year, so I've had a term when I'm learning them all, and I get to the new year and I do know them all. This year has obviously been very, very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm missing an awful lot of what I love about it, um, as they are. Um, but no, I do, I think, yeah, please don't test me because I'll, I'll crash and burn. <laughs> but I will, I will say, yeah, I do know them all, but okay. it is 91 plates that I'm yeah. trying to keep. Point, keep point and smile. Point and smile is normally the way. way to go. I'm I'm bloody awful with. I either remember the name but not the face, or I remember the face and not the name. And yeah, I just kind of fumble fumble my way through it. Yeah, you can you can always resort to. Hey, good to see you, mate. Yeah. Oh, definitely, <laughs> buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, you. <laughs> buddy's a good one. Yeah, buddy's yeah, a good one. Few not, of those. Not, not so good with the girls, but um, you know. It's, no, yeah, no, I need to use a more neutral uh, <laughs> yeah. term, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So how is, how's the course evolved over the years? Because I imagine it's quite different from, from when I was there, because I think it was still kind of, 
in its infancy is the polite yes. way to put it when I was there. So yeah, yeah, that's that is the polite way to put it. But when you look back, it was uh, the the guy who originally wrote the the course, uh, Dave Matthews. Um, when he wrote, put the thing together, um, and he was an old school teacher, photographic teacher, got masses of experience, but it was a hugely ambitious course when you look at what it was trying to do. And I think we have no direct competition globally. I don't think there's anybody doing, you know, what we do. And it's and it still to this day, is it's extraordinarily ambitious to try and achieve what we do across, you know, the natural world, the terrestrial, the underwater. So it's, it's hugely ambitious. Uh, so it's it still, you know, it still had not. It doesn't have its problems. We've we've moved on. We've, we've obviously got much bigger numbers because I think, as I said, there's, there's, well, there is 91 in the third year. I think there's 101 in the second year, 102 in the third. So it's 300 odd students in, you know, on one course. The staff have increased. We've broadened the base enormously, and we've got, you know, we've got some great operators now. Uh, Neil Aldridge, uh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. an award winning conservation photographer and, and I had this great opportunity to bring Neil on board I knew him a little bit and he he actually approached me and said listen if there's any anything I can do um, let me know and I was able to um, bring him on board which was fantastic for me another photographer but a photographer with real quantifiable skills with natural history with you know his conservation work uh, Anna Roberts who's ex um, NHU WWF she produced uh, Tim Flack's book Endangered and she's now running the kind of film part. And there are lots of other people that we're bringing in all the time. And we're always looking to bring in new operators. But it, it's in some ways, it's quite difficult because, you know, we're a long way away from the center of excellence. So it, and it's to find, you know, really bona fide operators, industry operators that can teach and are prepared to come and you know, spend quite a lot of time, you know, right down here on the on the on the toe of uh, England, really. Yeah, that's the thing. I always mean going from Nottingham to Falmouth, it was like a seven hour train journey mm. when I was at uni. It was all right. Yeah. Ball yeah. But it was, you know, it was an amazing place to live. And um, yeah, absolutely great to to do that course. So when when people are applying, what is it that you're looking for? Like, so you've, you, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember when I came down for my mm. interview. I think it, I can't remember if you and I, I remember Jim vividly because Jim's yep. got a face that you forget. So Jim, <laughs> <laughs> so Jim was in there oh. and may, maybe, Tony and someone else. Yeah. And I went for my yeah. interview and I and I, I think I did a little. I can't remember if you guys <laughs> asked for a project, if you said come with a project or just come with whatever you had. And then Jim more or less got up at the end and said, Oh, you're in. And I'm like, Oh, I don't think you meant I don't think you meant to tell me that. Aren't you meant to wait? And he went, No, 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 you're in. Yeah, you're in. And, and you're I was in. like, Oh, right, okay, that's good. That's nice to know. But like what I, what, <laughs> what is it you're looking well, I, for? I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't think I interviewed you because I don't no. think, I don't think I was asked to interview for a few years, but okay. you know, Jim was a bit like that. Jim, <laughs> Jim used to make a snap decision, go, yeah, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> but what are we looking for? It's, we're looking for a drive and a determination, really. Um, and I don't, I don't wish your podcast to end up being, you know, a publicity pitch for, for, for the university. I think that would be wrong. Um, but no, we're looking for a, a drive and a determination an interest, a passion. And that's why, you know, these um, online interviews at the moment, which is obviously because of the, the pandemic, we're having to operate. Um, I, I'm happy to do them online, but I'd much rather, you know, not see the whites of the eyes. That sounds a bit scary, but I'd, I'd rather sort of chat to them. And you get, you get a real sense of something yeah, quite no, early do. on. And, you know, it's not for everybody, to be fair. And sometimes, you know, you may have a student that, Secretly, I know all they need to do is spend a couple of years out doing something else and then come back to it. Because I didn't 
I didn't do my degree until I was 26, my photography degree until I was 26. And if I'd gone to, if I'd gone to uni at 18, I'd have been a, excuse the F word, but I'd have been a fucking car crash. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'd have been one of those students that, that lecturers thought, oh, what a wanker, get rid of him. Yeah. Because, you know, some of us just take a little time to mature, work out yeah. what we want to do. Coming back to your question, I think it's a, it's, it's a passion, really, uh, for, for the natural world and all, the, all those you know all those component parts and then from that you know that you can sometimes see a certain determination which you know i saw in in your year group in spades you and sam and jackie and who else josh i'm trying to think who else was there was quite a strong core in your year that had got a real passion real determination and that's something because i came from industry i knew that would serve you well Um, you know that core determination you know desire to succeed i guess as well um like we're mentioning like the name's quite funky you know marine natural history photography you might get people who literally say oh that sounds fun and they've got they've got no prior interest and i guess it's weeding out the ones that are serious and and the ones that are maybe just not giving it as as much thought as they perhaps should have yeah and also the other thing is that they they get saddled with this bill now i was of that generation i was with that generation that was fortunate enough to have you know free higher education lucky bastard aren't you well, yeah, <laughs> do you know, it's, it is something that, it, uh, it would be wrong to say it weighs heavily on me, but I have to say I am super conscious of it. And without getting political, was this a good thing? Who knows? There are obviously huge benefits with, with the fee structure and the, the fact that, you know, now the facilities at Falmouth are second to none. Oh, you've got um, millions of pounds of equipment, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. yeah, and I remember when I was first taken around the studios by some of the, the BA students I knew, because they used to come and visit me in my studio in London, and I got to know a few of the Falmouth students and they really rocked my boat. They were really edgy. They were on it. They knew what they were talking about. And when I first moved down to the Southwest, a couple of them I know who are now working in London and you know, successful advertising guys, they took me around the facilities. And in my head, I thought, oh, it'll be a bit like when I was at Manchester in the 80s, big room with a broken camera in the corner and a one knackered light I'm leaning against the wall because it's only got two legs on its stand. That's what I thought I was going to look at. And I was taken around at the time, I think there were about six studios that are the measure of any high facility in London that I'd spent a lot of time in you know they just could match that in the in the facilities and the equipment and the way they work so you know I was just blown away and that I think is something that does come from the fees um, that you know you've got much more we can have more staff on board we can and we have much better equipment I think if there weren't the fees we might be going back so it's it's a tricky one to so you know it's a tricky one to, to so what are they on they're on nine nine grand a year now aren't they? Uh, something think, like that I was going to say, don't quote me on this, but this is going public. So (laughs) I think it's 9,250, I think. Okay. 9,250. When I I was there, it was Mm. 3,000 and something for a year. But we also got bursaries and maintenance grants, which I don't think they get now. I'm not not 100%. They might might do. I have to be a bit careful because I'm not entirely sure, you know, what. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's fine, that's fine. But yeah, I just there were certainly some opportunities there, yeah, yeah. which and yeah. and you know, and um, I try and say this without sounding dodgy as fuck, but there are ways around <laughs> it, and you know, so I. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I think would I go public on this? Yeah, I used to stand in front of you guys and say, "Listen, get a decent accountant." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not that's not. Yeah. Get a good accountant. Right. Now, yeah, definitely. Um, you can, you know, you uh, you can read that any way you like, but you know, I've always yeah. had a really good accountant. Um, yeah. So you know, that's you know, that's where it goes. I think. Um, yeah, but well, from what I remember, and again, I think each year is different. 
I think it's something like you have to be earning 15 grand profit before you start paying your university loan back. I think. I think. Well, I think it's but now. But it might be got, different. But it might be yeah, different for changed. the current year. Might be different. Yeah, I think it's guys. changed. It was twenty-one thousand gross. Okay. Uh, gross salary but i think that's now gone up so okay. uh, i'd have to go and do a bit of google search i think it may I have gone know. to 20 000. i mean you know just yes, just move salary, anyway. just move house a couple of times student finance won't find you <laughs> yes. you'll be fine just if they send you letters just put it in the bin that'll be all right yeah. you'll, you'll be fine um, <laughs> what, you, what you can't do is go and live abroad for five years i think they've they've, they've closed oh that they stopped time. that yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was it because you, you could go yeah. abroad and then you'd get wiped yeah. which you know would have been the sensible thing to do <laughs> so so do you, do you get an early right. sense of of who's going to make it let's say you've got these third years and you're looking and you yep. think you know what I think that person is potentially going to do quite well. And I, and maybe it works the other way where you think some, oh, they were a fucking waste of space and they've actually gone on to, uh, to do quite well. Yeah. There's always that. I think I will, I mean, I can only speak personally, but I I'll get a sense of ones that could really do extraordinarily well only because they're going into an environment that I, I was totally embedded in and understand you know the the determination and the long hours and the to the exclusion of the exclusion of all else seven days a week 16 hours a day if you want to achieve and that comes through in spades and the really good ones just have it you've got an awful lot that everybody's got the potential to do that so you kind of yeah you kind of know who's going to be who's going to be hang on just get that um you kind of know it's all right it's it'll be somebody selling was, me something dumb. Was, wasn't it in our lectures adrian if the phone went off you had to buy everyone a beer oh fuck yes so, um, <laughs> so if you I've... could just if you could just post that if you could just post us a beer that'd be great <laughs> You need to keep that in now, don't you? Because <laughs> yeah, I no, will. Actually, right. I've been totally caught. I will out keep on my that own. in, and your students, <laughs> whoever listens to this, will probably get over you now. <laughs> oh my god! So the bill, the beer bill is going to be huge. Yeah, mm. and that'll be somebody selling me some dumbass double glazing because <laughs> <laughs> I'm at home at the moment in the office at home. But anyway, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to the uh, the the beer tab on this one. Yeah. <laughs> good spot that one i can't remember what we were talking about now so it was yeah it was um if you get a sense of people kind of making it like you know if you kind of yeah Yeah. i think there will always be those that you know are quiet studious grafters that kind of don't like to push themselves to the front and they always you know they're always those but everybody's got potential to do it but yeah the, the the kind of guys right up front and there are years every single year has got some you know some fantastic operators that go on and do very well and will go on and do very well a lot of the others are there for other reasons really i mean you know they're yeah. you know they're enjoying the experience and i always used to say to you if i was you know 30 years younger or something probably a bit more um, you know i'd have fought every one of you for a place on this course yeah um, because it is i do do think it's fundamentally a really great course and you know as we touched on earlier it, it in its early days it had some teething problems still hugely ambitious as we mentioned and so you know we've still got to work bloody hard to make it work and this year particularly has put us under a lot of pressure but that's you know that's another issue you know what are students getting in in the uh, in the pandemic that's you know that's that's another debate isn't it it's really? a tricky one isn't it and yeah I guess, it's a really tricky one i guess the million dollar question is what percentage would you say go on to become wildlife or full-time wildlife photographers and and camera ops and now i guess there's no hard answer because each year is going to be different and, and whatever yeah. but is, is, is have you noticed a pattern for example or, or does it vary no, I think pattern has never changed. Even when I was at Manchester, I think 
you tend to have about 10%. Okay. 10% go on. And as you mentioned, you know, wildlife photographers are camera operators. But then I think I always felt the course was much broader than that. If you wanted to come to Falmouth and be a wildlife photographer, you can. You know, there's plenty of scope for that, but you don't have to. And, and I would always encourage them, you know, to look more broadly at where they're going. And we've got an awful lot of um, ex-students have gone into conservation on all sorts of levels, marketing, um, social media, uh, hands-on stuff with with various outfits that we'd all be familiar with. So I think it's broader than that. And you can use your degree, those transferable skills, if you like, to, to enable you to go and do almost anything. Your, your original question was sort of how many go on and produce content for you know the big four or uh, wildlife photographers um, and cameramen. It's probably, I guess, about 10 percent yeah um, i yeah. guess i guess but but that doesn't mean to say that there are an awful lot that are doing really awesome work in other fields no and i was going to ask you that actually so i'm glad you've brought that up that i was going to say what professions do other people go on to do because just because you're not doing that it doesn't mean that you're 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 failing in any any way shape or form and yeah i do keep in touch with a lot of people i went to uni mm-hmm. with and, and some of them are doing some amazing stuff you know not necessarily yeah. uh yeah. that was it one of them's working for an elephant charity uh yeah. and, and, and things like so yeah. it's some awesome awesome stuff and they'll, they'll certainly yeah. be living a much more comfortable life than um than i am you know we eat a bit if i'm lucky in the morning yeah. uh, you know so it's yeah it's interesting to see what other people go on to do i mean uh, mark fox who was on my year i think he's living in the amazon now doing yeah. conservation photography out there it's absolutely bonkers that some of the stuff people get up to and mark has just done one of the because i asked mark to do one of those films that you've kindly done for me to show the uh the, the you know the three years of yeah. mnhp students now and mark's just done a little piece to camera for me that we're gonna we're gonna show during this week just for students um yeah he's out there where's he ecuador at the moment that's um, it yeah. lo- but loads of people have gone on to do really fascinating stuff and it's not all about just sitting behind a big lens, a uh, big long lens, um, because as you and I both know that if you want to make any money, you know, be a plumber. Don't, yeah. don't, go, into, don't go into yours and my world because but we went into it because we had a passion and a love for it. Definitely. Yeah, it's not a really? it's not a monetary thing. I mean, no. you, you've got to make you've got to earn a living, but you, you yeah. don't. I can only speak from personal experience, but I, I don't make a great deal of money. You know, I, I make enough to, to pay the bills and keep the lights on but that that's about it there's not a lot to play with i mean you only need to see how how i dress and how gaunt i look it's not yep. a, it's not a you know and the, the hours are insociable and there's there's all kinds of stuff like that but i could honestly not imagine doing anything else i you know and i love yeah. whether it's yeah. early mornings or i'm sat in some river freezing my ass off i wouldn't want to be doing anything else so i i can't complain. yeah yeah so that's yeah and i think that's what it comes down to really um, definitely and are there any students and, and you don't have to say me adrian so don't feel hoodwinked into it are there any students <laughs> that have uh, that have stood out to you over the years lots every single every single year and that's kind of why you know as you know i fell into this slightly accidentally really um the teaching but it is i totally understand why teachers become teachers because there are so many of you that, that go on and do well um there was a great you're right there was a great core in your year, my kind of first MNHP year, really, although I did teach a little bit on the year before, but the, the sort of first bona fide. So obviously, you and I have always got that connection, um, because it was the first time I sort of ironed out the glitches of my teaching, if you like. Uh, yeah, there was there was a lot from your year, but there have been every single year, there's a great, there's, there's loads of them, really, that just, that really shine. However, 
what's interesting, we have this debate, um, you, myself, and Sam Stewart about, you know, it's going to take you a minimum of 10 years. And we always, we <laughs> I was, trying, that back and I was yeah. trying not to bring that up. To avoid that. I, I thought, <laughs> but I was, well, I, well, I just thought, every no, time I see you, we end up talking yeah. about this. And I thought, yeah. you know what, Jack, I'm not going to mention it today. And you had to do I it. Mentioned, <laughs> and I'm mentioning it. And I'll tell you why I'm mentioning it. There's a very good reason I'm mentioning Go on, it. Then. Because it's 10 years ago since you left and you guys are just about to start to make it. Whatever make it is, you know, it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a bit of a silly phrase, really. So there are students that have left four years ago that I would you know, I put money on the fact that, you know, they're really going to be rocking, rocking it. We'll know their name in six years time. But it's going to be that six years before before you and I actually know. They've got to graft it out. It's a sort of it's a sort of rite of passage in a way. So apologies and apologies to Sam if he's listening. <laughs> I brought the bloody thing up again. There, ten years. Will he not shut up about his ten years? That well, that anyway. came from uh, from Doug Allen, I think, wasn't yeah. it? He because he, he said so. To just give some background <laughs> on that story, Doug Allen is a you know big big camera up. He said that if you've not made it within five years, you, you should maybe consider a different career. Yeah. Whereas yeah. obviously you kind of subscribe to, to 10. I think me and Sam lean more towards five, but every, I guess at the end of the day, everyone's going to be different. Everyone's got different yeah. circumstances. And if you're really keen on making this your career, then it won't yeah. matter how long it takes. No. You. But you it, know, and that's the, as a guideline. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. And we all love Doug Allen. He's, you know, top of his game has been for, you know, he's forgotten more than I'll ever know about. Yeah. Know, lots, lots of stuff. But I, I always, I remember when he said that five years, I, I kind of, I, I got the sense when he said that to you all, that he, he was looking at you as future competition. And that was the quickest way of getting yeah. you. I think the cynical man would say yeah. he just did it to kind of <laughs> shut a few of us down. And so yeah. he's got a bit more yeah. work, which, you know, as a professional camera up now, I can think yep. it's not a bad idea. I should really shoot some of these fuckers down yeah. and uh, Whereas, save myself look, some competition. <laughs> by which stage, you know, my role was was to, to give you, you know, a, a positive spin on it. It's, nah, yeah. it's not five, it's it's a bit longer. So, you know, don't beat yourselves up over it. But listen, you're quite right. And that's the most important thing. It, it the time frame is the time frame is an irrelevance. And what the fuck is making it anyway? For Christ's yeah, sake, if exactly. you're happy doing what you do, then you've made it. You've really made well, it. I, if you're happy doing it, I did a I kind of rant every now and again. I do a little ranty podcast, and there was one about uh, about freebies actually. And, and in that, I was just saying that you know, at the end of the day, as long as what you're doing makes you happy. Yeah. And you're and you're living from it, then who gives a fuck if you're not winning yeah. competitions or if you're not on telly or whatever? It doesn't it doesn't matter absolutely. as long as you're happy doing yeah. what you're doing. That's the main the main thing yeah. in life. So that's yeah. how you're I kind absolutely of absolutely right. That's yeah. how well, I. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're so absolutely right. you're not a um, you're not a wildlife photographer by trade, but obviously you are a photographer. No. Do you think that gives you an advantage teaching on a wildlife photography course? Because people might find it strange that there's a lecturer mm -hmm. that's not a wildlife yeah. photographer. But do you think that brings advantages to it? I think it brings some advantages and disadvantages. To give yeah. a little backstory to this, and, and for, uh, forgive me for those who may have already heard this story, was when the head of uh, MNHP approached me and asked me to come and work, you know, on your course. You know, the first thing I said to him was, was and I quote, fuck, I don't know the difference between a fish and a bird. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he said to me, that's not your job. That's the student's job. Your job is to, you know, is to get them up to speed professionally whether and you know you know my passions cars and motorbikes i spent so much of my time photographing motorbikes is you know, me photographing pictures of motorbikes and you photographing freshwater fish we've both we're photographing what we're passionate about but we've got to try and generate an income from that so 
yeah. you know, my role was very much about, it doesn't really matter what you're photographing, but this is how we can maybe monetize it. This is how you can probably make, you know, some something of it. It is true that in the earlier days, I think one or two students were probably slightly critical of me because, you know, I really didn't know the difference between a fish and a bird and kind of expected me to know. But I've always kind of tried to stick to the fact that, no, it's up to the student. That's This is your job. This is your specialist field. I'm now going to show you you know, how you can maximize that and, and all the other bits that you're going to require to go out into an environment that you and I both understand and know well. So I think it's double-edged. It's both an advantage and a disadvantage. I think I can be in some ways, it, it enables me to, you know, head up that third year with, with a really broad base of skills. And believe it or not, by a process of osmosis, I now have worked out the difference between a fish and a bird. And, and actually, I don't have in-depth knowledge at all. Um, but I can at least guide and, and sometimes, you know, I can identify a bird and I haven't got it wrong. Thank God. There you go. That's winning. But, then. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in a funny sort of way, it's sort of slightly difficult one to answer. I think it, it's both advantage and disadvantage, but Hey, I'm passionate about photography always have been. And I've been fortunate enough to, to spend what have I spent now? 35, 35 years in an industry that I adore as much today as I did when I started back in, you know, 19, uh, 80 something so i think i think I, i'd like to think that students appreciate that the fact that you know this guy's passionate about what he does and therefore what what they do so yeah no i, I think that's that's a, i mean at the end of the day it wasn't you you weren't hired to to tell a chaffinch from a albatross no. or whatever it was to, no to kind of get people out there i and could working. however do that now there you go that's the well you know you're the new you're the next bill Oddie, uh, Adrian, not you if you can no, do I'm <laughs> no i'm not no i'm not but no, yeah, but no, I, I get, I get the point, and that's, and that's it, definitely to, to bring those, skip that skill set to a course that, that definitely needed it. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and it's great to catch up and, and kind of, think about that course again. It was, it was a great time being on it. So, Good, um, thanks, thanks for kind of coming on, buddy. Pleasure, um, and yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's been, it's, I love, as you know, I love catching up with all of you um, as much as I can. And the sooner, you know, the sooner the pandemic's over, we can we can get some beers together. But uh, but but thank you for the invite, and uh, you know, take care. And uh, I'll look forward to listening to more of your podcasts. You're doing a great job. Cheers, buddy. Bye. All righty. Cheers. That was Adrian Brown. So maybe you're thinking about going on a degree course, or maybe you're currently on on the MNHP course. And it's just going to give you some food for thought that hopefully I try and be positive, but I, I pride myself on being truthful when people ask for this kind of stuff. On, on the previous podcast we did about uh, degrees, I always think that, do you need a wildlife photography degree? No, you don't need one. But I think every single person will maybe benefit or not benefit from different things. And in particular, I think that if I had not done that course... I wouldn't be where I am today, not because of what I learned on the course, but because it kept me focused for three years. Had I had I just, you know, been fucking around for three years, then I probably wouldn't be doing wildlife photography. I'd be doing something wildlife related, I'm sure, but not, not necessarily the photography. But the degree kept me focused, and that's what I'm grateful for. And I think some people will greatly benefit from that. Other people will think, you know what, this is not for me, and they'll still make it. So it really comes down to individuals. For some people university is absolutely the right thing for other people it is going to be bollocks for you and no good at all and only you can really make that call now next week 
I have got Sally LePage, who is a YouTube superstar for science communications, and she does lots of nature and science YouTube stuff. And we're gonna be talking about how you can create your brand on YouTube, how you can make fantastic videos and really grow it all on there. We're also gonna talk a little bit about diversity in television, in particular, the recent series of Winterwatch, as Sally did a little survey on that and uh, found that there was not a great deal of diversity. So we're gonna have a little waffle about that as well. Hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast. This has been the Bearded Tits Podcast. I've been your host, Jack Perks, and I will see you next week. Cheers.